<laughs> oh boy. <laughs> hey, it's your boys. This is Pat and Drew from Quick Sixer Podcast. This is episode eight, season two. We're here at McLeod Ale Brewing Company mm-hmm. uh, with Jennifer and Alistair. Uh, how you guys doing? Great. How are yeah. you guys doing? We're good. Yeah, we're good. Something's uh, off. Thanks for having us. Uh, We have a bunch of beer in front of us, guys. Um, So much beer. Yeah, this is amazing. Too much beer. Beautiful sight. It's our brewer's fault. This is a perfect Instagram, as some would say. Um, So uh, I guess we want to talk about the first, our first time would be like, um, how did you guys start here? Why why Van Nuys? Uh, okay. Um, before I say that, should I just do a disclaimer that we're actually in the brewery and there's some brewing operations going on, oh, so it's yeah, clinking yeah, yeah. and clanking, true, true. and yeah. I'm feeling very self-conscious about that, but <laughs> oh, I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, you know, sure. I know everyone will understand, so. <laughs> yeah, so, um. um well, uh, coincidence is how we ended up here. We really okay. were looking sort of in this triangle, um, between here, mm. which is, near the 405 and the 101 freeways mm-hmm. and Pasadena and downtown anywhere Ooh. in there so we looked far and wide we looked actually at the Burbank airport mm-hmm. uh, Van Nuys airport there's lots of industrial buildings there you have to be in a certain zone when you open a brewery you have to be in an, a medium m2 manufacturing zone okay. so those zones tend to be near uh, railroad tracks and airports and things like that so, okay, cool, cool. Um, so we looked at quite a few buildings we even applied to some of those buildings and for whatever reason didn't work out and then one day Alistair who ran the landscape company at the time was dropping one of his workers off at home and he drove past this building and uh, it had a for lease sign on so we checked it out and coincidentally this building is three blocks from where my kids went to elementary school really oh, yeah. that's awesome cool. so we know so we know the neighborhood really well nice right. nice uh okay so yeah like you said we are this is we're in the brew we're inside yeah right now yeah this is quick sixers podcast first inside the brewery podcast yeah. We've been, we've been, you know, associated with other brews and, and friends and, and listeners yeah. sending us beer and stuff, but we want to thank you guys for inviting yeah, us here. This you. is awesome. Our pleasure. Uh, cool. We're excited about the spread. You want to talk a little bit about the beers, like what yeah. we got here? Or? What are we starting out with? What is this one? Yeah. First? So where did that come from? Okay. That one is, uh, so when we first started, because we were on a budget, we mm-hmm. were, um, advised or mm, it was really. it was recommended to us to maybe consider starting with cask ale which is that spelled c-a-s-k mm-hmm. cask conditioned or sometimes it's called real ale okay. um because we didn't need as much equipment to do that we could go directly from a fermenter to basically the keg uh but not your standard keg a keg a special keg that comes right. we actually get oh, them okay. from I guess these are made in Germany, or but they use them in Europe all over the place. So, um, so that's what we did. That's how we started with all cask ale. Nice. Uh, then, after about a year and a half, uh, we we started making draft beer, which is okay. basically around here we call that the cold fizzy beer. <laughs> the other one is the warm flat beer. <laughs> so the, those two uh, tasters back there are from our cold fizzy collection, cold our draft fizzies. beer. Mm. Yeah. All so right. I just poured you four of those. So I poured you uh, uh, 
a newer beer that we've uh, has become very popular, which is called a Hog in the Bantam Pen. Okay. Not to be confused with a Hog in the Batman Pen, which is what it sometimes <laughs> mistakenly gets called. Mm. Um, it's a Vienna Lager, so it's a very approachable beer. Right, yeah. Not. Um, it has some British origins in its history, okay. um, due to European brewers, you know, basically stealing from England. <laughs> Right, right. Copying, copying the techniques, and so there Ooh. is a bit of a connection there, uh, but okay. it is a little bit of a departure from our standard British ale. So yeah, yeah. that's just a very approachable beer. Oh, okay. It's not yeah, gonna sure. make you go like, wow, or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. uh, but it's a very well-made, oh, yeah. um, nice good. beer. Did, actually, this version, I believe, we actually used a different yeast than we normally do because our brewers have been working on some really cool Viking beers. And we got some very expensive Danish yeast Ooh. and they were trying to justify the expense. And they are like, <laughs> what else can we ferment with this? So we did a, a version of this beer with nice. that yeast. Nice. So it's slightly different than our normal, just slightly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. It's great. Yeah. So that's number one in the cold fizzy selection. Cool. Um, what do you guys um, think? That's, that's great. Good. It's good. Love it. Cheers, you guys. Uh oh. We don't have any. Beers. No. Y'all can have form. those too. That's bad yeah. form. Bad form. Here, honey. Take this. We can get another one. Okay. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Thank you, Thank you guys. Oh. Mm. Mm. So, uh, Alice, you're from uh, Scotland. Right. Correct? Yes. Uh, so I was kind of wondering what, um, you know, the, the difference in culture of beer over there as compared to here. I was wondering if you had any insights into your now brewing in the States. Um, well, it's, they're catching up with the United States in so far as making beers more exciting, more robust, more um, varied, interesting, um, unusual ingredients. Mm -hmm. um, to quote my friend from back home, beers with a zing is what they're all about, and that's what's winning the medals in the UK these oh, days. Yeah. Right. So, um, but we yeah, don't do any of those. <laughs> yeah, the type of yeah, we're we've reverted. We've you know we've gone back to what they were doing, you know, eighty years ago. Okay. What yeah. uh, what do you mean by with a zing? Um, well, lots of hops or lots of. Really robust malt okay. character. Yeah. Um, right. Other, I, you know, uh, uh, hops that give off very unusual mm -hmm. types of aromas and flavor. Some and, of those English and Scottish breweries are actually sending their brewers to San Diego to right. various breweries to start learning about, you know, how we're using hops. Yeah. Here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, not us though. I have there, to keep saying that yeah, we're a different right. kind of brewery. But there's so many popping up everywhere, but especially San Diego. It's like it's huge, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, I we see trends a lot, like with uh, you know the milk stouts, mm -hmm. you know, a big trend, or or like uh, brown, some different brown ales, different kinds of brown ales that are like flavored in some way. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but I like that you guys have it, you know, simple beer, like it, it's you know, good, smooth tasting, you know. Beer. Yeah. Our beer is more of a. Sorry, I keep interrupting. Um, it's all very well for you to say that, but you know, um, unless you do these tricks like milk stout, mm -hmm. oatmeal stout, <laughs> yeah. these catchphrases, yeah. you know, the, 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 they tend to not sell as well. You have to sort of really 
choose a name or, or describe the style in a very appealing way with these oh. catchphrases that have sort of positive connotations. Right, so it's more about the marketing. Coffee, than, the word coffee is yeah. like real exciting mm. about mm -hmm. it. Okay. Or anything it, with fruit in it. Fruit. Which, yeah. not, See, well, which we're not doing any of this. I'm going to feel really bad at the end of this. Like, Why? Like, honey, we got to change all our beers. No, no, no. No, no, we'd rather it be this way. Like, I'm kind of sick of seeing like the well, the, well, the passion fruit and grapefruits but you did you do make all, a, all the fruits yeah you do make a good point though with like with, with the marketing aspect of making it sound interesting for the people to buy like yeah. I'm just looking at some of your names right now uh, say so what's it something don't dent the bus Joe, 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 Joe don't, don't dent the, the bus, bus. Why are you so like, blind I, yeah I just don't have my glasses <laughs> on uh, it, what, tell us a little bit of the process of coming up with those names yeah, yeah. try it Oh, oh yeah, it? here's Joe, don't dent the bus. Okay. I got Wait, one of those. Which? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. This yeah. One? Okay. Number one, two, three. One, two. This is a this is one of our cask beers or and it's a, a very good Ooh, yeah. very English bitter. If you went to mm -hmm. London and said this is... Say it in your best English accent. A pint of your best bitter, please, yeah, mate. Yeah, exactly. If it's not exactly it. a best bitter. It's the one above the best bitter, right. which is the extra special bitter. Okay. But it, it's, it's it just close. means it's a little stronger. So Ooh. if you go into a pub and say that, you know, is, you might get, get something, something like this, this good. Not quite mm. as good, because yeah, ours is better. Yeah. But. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is cask ale. So it's served, uh, you're probably noticing already that it's a little bit warmer. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We don't like to use the word warm here. Less cold. It's less, less cold. cold. <laughs> we keep we have two cold boxes. One okay. is traditional cellar temperature. Okay. So pretty much all cellars are like the same temperature, yeah. which is hovering around fifty degrees. Mm -hmm. And then the cold fizzy stuff is at thirty-eight degrees. Oh, okay. So it's really important to serve cask ale at that temperature because all of the recipes are geared towards that temperature. If you oh, okay. serve this beer colder, it's going to be even flatter because the CO two will. Cool. You know, be in, you know, just compacted inside that beer, mm -hmm. and also um, just the flavors. You know, it'll just taste thin, and you won't be able, it won't have a flavor impact yeah. if you yeah. drink that cold. So it's important. So we don't really send these beers out; they're right. just really for here. So that's that's interesting. We we like to think that we're beer nuts and we know a lot, but like that stuff that you're saying, I had no idea about that kind. Of, oh. it, it is was this knowledge like before you decided to do a brewery or start a brewery, or were you like, I want to do a brewery? Let me figure out every yes, single thing. That one. Yeah. yeah. My our friend Suzanne said, sorry, that you can uh, become an expert in any topic if you read one hour a day for a year. So mm -hmm. I really took that to heart. Okay. And that can kind of empower you to not be afraid to do things. I mean, people aren't born as brewers. Yeah. So it's learned just like everything else. So right. no reason why not to just jump in and start learning. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. cool. That's cool. That's kind yeah. of like, yeah. The other point that has to be made about that is that both Jenny and I, well, Jenny was too young to drink beer, but we were both, we were both raised in the UK. Okay. And um, it was back in the 70s. There was a lot of the, you know, the modern mechanized beer available. But mm -hmm. there was still that lingering sense that it, it should be a little bit more still and the temperature and stuff. So even the, the, the modern draft beer had that kind of a um, real ale feel to it. Yeah. So that's what we were raised with. And actually, I was raised in the 70s and the campaign for real ale was actually just, uh, you know, starting then. And There's a thing called the campaign for real ale. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Camera for sure. Yeah, camera. It started in the 70s by a couple of guys, four guys who 
were distressed about all the cold fizzy keg beer, you know, big brands taking over England Mm -hmm. and decimating Mm -hmm. the British beer industry. And now Camera has, I don't know, I don't know how many members, but many, many, many. Mm -hmm. It's quite successful and they definitely did help resurrect the British beer industry. And the thing, the big thing that sets that this style of beer apart, other than the temperature, is the fizz. So right. it's got a lower fizz to it, and the reason is because it's completely naturally carbonated. Oh. All, um, so there's, you just put put it in the container. It has yeast in it. There's still a little. There's a couple ways you can do it. You can still have residual sugar because you haven't fully fermented the beer, mm-hmm. or you can add some sugar back into it to give the yeast something to eat seal it up tight cool. and then it creates its own carbonation yeah but the, awesome. the level is going to be a little bit lower than uh, modern beer where you shoot co2 into it un- under pressure from huge tanks that you get from yeah. some factory we do that too now i don't i don't think we asked you what time when did you start this brewery we opened the doors in 2014 mm-hmm. in june cool. um, but we were working on it for two years we leased this building in july of 2012 so oh, wow. it's kind of common it takes a while if yeah. anyone out there thinks you can just get a brewery going really quickly every mm-hmm. time i worry about some new brewery that's starting and I'm like, oh yeah. no, they're going to get it done in five months. <laughs> I'm going to be jealous. And it's like, no, it never happens. It always It gets... always takes some time. Yeah, it does. What, yeah. Um, what was the biggest step that you guys had to hurdle when you guys were starting up? Uh, parking comes to mind. Yeah. Um, the city of LA, the pa- oh, there's just the paperwork and the process of getting yeah. the permits. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to have a public hearing and... Oh, you know. oh yeah, that's right, because you're mm-hmm. going to be brewing. Yeah. yeah, there was people objected to our at our public hearing because over the subject of parking. Uh, but that was very unique to us because we just have a small area in the front mm-hmm. which yeah. can only accommodate really three cars mm-hmm. officially. Yeah. I mean, we do tandem and we, we get about you know eight, eight in there. But, but yeah, street parking, which yeah. is all taken away by the yeah. auto body shops. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we we experienced that when yeah. we were. I mean, he lives downtown. You have, you have to pay like what? Yeah, I have to pay one hundred fifty for a just for, for a just spot. a parking lot for the month. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's it's rough. I mean, it's going to be that way everywhere in LA. Yeah, it's it's, it's that sucks. You guys asked about the names, and I think we need to talk about the names because um, this is one fun aspect of breweries that you might notice uh, or start paying yeah. attention to. Not every brewery does this, but. A lot of breweries are started by very creative people who are passionate and have hobbies. Yeah. Um, so our hobby is bagpiping. Oh, awesome. It's cool. a big part of how we got into the brewery in the first place. Um, so here we are as bagpipers doing this. And uh, so we actually name all our beers after bagpipe tunes. Oh, oh okay. That's awesome. But I, mean, I but I never wanted this place to be too Scottishy or anything. You guys so both we, play? Yeah. Oh, so cool. we kind of keep that under the radar. Like we don't have tartan hanging around, and we don't <laughs> we don't name the beers like you know we we Johnny's Scottish dance or any you know yeah. or anything All with right. sheep or anything. That's like that. a very modern approach. So, very yeah, cool. I like it. and it's really yeah. cool that there are a lot of modern tunes, and there are even some ancient tunes. Like we have a, a popular beer called the King's Taxes. That tune's probably three hundred years old. Yeah. Um, someone listening to this is probably knows differently, but anyway, I, it's, it's an old tune. <laughs> hey, we and we also have another beer that's not on today called The Little Spree. That sounds another ancient tune. Okay. And then there are tunes up there that are written by people I know. So they're contemporary tunes. Oh, and, cool. um, and I even, 
if I really have to, I'll write a tune. If I really want to name a beer someday, oh, wow. I will write a tune for it. So. Yeah, like the number one beer, the Session Gap, which is a 3.3% ordinary bitter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which is great, sort of lunchtime beer. Okay. Or, you know, lightweight beer yeah. for lightweights with dark players <laughs> that don't want to get, get wobbly halfway through the tournament yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So um, that tune was a friend of ours, a Canadian fellow who... Uh, he um, he was visiting a pub that was having to have a music session, and there was a, a, an interval between the, the two sets. Yeah. And they said, "Come on, put up here, Bruce. Play your pipes. And, and we need some music. Play your pipes." And he just impromptu got up, played his pipes, tried to play a tune. Bagpipes a lot of tunes are very similar. He went off the tune, went on to other melodies and <laughs> riffs and this and that, yeah. and and just nobody really noticed. He's yeah. <laughs> but at the, the next day, he thought, you know, that was kind of cool. I think I'm, I'll, I'll develop that. Okay. And I'll name it for the, the, the session gap, the gap in the middle of the oh. session. Oh, so sweet. That's, that's sweet. So that's an example. That's, that's cool. cool. And that's we liked cool. it because it had the word session in it because that's obviously a very mm-hmm. sessionable beer at 3.3%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's actually not usually at 3.3%. So 3.5 is where it started. Yeah. yeah. So how does that how does that go about? Like, I'm sure that some beers are harder or different to brew than others or, it call it, you know, it's not, or, or it's the same Brewers thing? Brewers fuck up sometimes, that's yeah. how that happens. Okay, yeah, okay. I don't know, something happened back there. That's all good. They forget to order the right malt. <laughs> <laughs> Substitute. Something yeah. happened, yeah. they lost 0.2%. So, it's one of those, eh, this will work. Is, is there like a, um, a bagpipe uh, a community in LA, or is yeah. it just... Oh, really? Big, mm-hmm. yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you guys get together, and then like some of the names will come from just stuff that you're saying, or like... Stub. Yeah, sometimes in our, I'm in a pipe band called Pasadena Scots, which I was uh, privileged to help mm-hmm. start um, 10 years ago. Nice. And we have tunes uh, named after things we've done. Like cool. uh, we went to Scotland and one of our guys is sort of has flamboyant blue, green and purple hair. And nice. He's, you know, and so um, and we went to George Square, so the tune is the Peacock of George Square, the kinds of things like that. So yeah, cool, yeah, cool. the tunes definitely have to do with, and in fact, uh, you know, another friend of mine, I don't know the story behind it, but he wrote the tune called Lost in London. So of oh, course cool. there's obviously some kind of story behind that one. And That's awesome. I'm imagining this dude with the colorful hair and the traditional kilt, yeah. like yeah. just, you know, <laughs> set up like with the it. traditional award, you know. And, awesome. he's, and he's half Japanese and, all right. Yeah. So, so, he, so yeah, breaking the mold right there. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> right. That's cool. Well, let's try. Let's try another one. Yeah. What, um, what do we got? You want to go back to the cold, yeah. cold uh, fizzy? So the next one is one of my favorites. I love brown ales, and I think we make yeah. a really good one. So that second one okay. there is called Cutting Bracken. Cool. Oh. And, Bracken being uh, an eight-foot-tall fern that grows very well in wet climates. Mm. And then it goes a red-brown color when it dries. Yeah, and then nice. the whole countryside is covered with that. Yeah, the frost kills it. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Um, you always like brown is, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So would this be considered a cask? No, oh, no, this is back to draft. This is back yeah. to draft. Old, oh, okay, my bad. It goes pretty well uh, as cask, though. We've been trying to find beers that will do double duty Ooh. as cask okay. and draft, but it's actually quite difficult to do that okay. because... Sure. Once you chill these beers down, the flavor is diminished a little different. bit. But this is one of the beers that does really well in both formats. Oh wow, that's cool. Mm. That's cool. 
So when you do them like that, do you do you do like a double batch and then, or can you do like one batch and then the split batch. it? Oh, okay. Split the batch. I remind you, I'm gonna pop up in a minute and get yeah. you guys. Uh, I we totally uh, skipped over the nitro beers, but we have some amazing Ooh. nitro beers. All also. right, all right. Excited about that. What's the what's the nitro beer? Tell me about that. So um, nor normally for draft beer, you carbonate that with right. co2 but for nitro beers you basically nitrogenate them which basically just means you use nitro instead nitrogen instead of co2 oh, wow. or cool. a mixture um and of those two and so that actually was developed most people are familiar with that because that's how they serve guinness and um yeah, right. so you know how it cascades and then yeah, it has yeah. this nice white creamy mm -hmm. head and that is actually was developed to be able to serve beer from a keg that would emulate cask mm. ale. Oh, okay. So if you like, if anyone out there likes um, those types of beers, they should really look into cask ale because yeah, yeah. that's that's the genesis of that kind of nice. beer. But we make a couple of really great ones, a great nice. dry Irish cool. stout. We've got a fresh batch on, so it's nice and roasty. Nice. And then we have a lovely oatmeal stout on. I think I'll get you... Um, I think I tried the King's Taxes last time I was here. Is that mm -hmm. one of your regular nitros that you guys have? Um, I know King's Taxes is on nitro. Don't mm -hmm. tell anyone, but I'm not a fan. I mean, I think the King's Taxes should just be a cask, cask. ale. That's like one of our original cask ales. Cool. And um, occasionally we do put some on nitro. Mm -hmm. uh, right. There are people who in this world who always just go for the nitro so yeah um but and, i wouldn't and you said you originally when you first started this you you weren't cask and you moved to it no or? we started off as all cask all can cask. you imagine so you can understand why people were thinking are they crazy how <laughs> are they going to survive with cask ale in la <laughs> yeah. so so it went from cask to to uh you so know looks like a little bit of everything now. yeah a little bit of everything yeah what well cask you... can be anything i mean it's traditionally we think of it as british but you can make any kind of beer and put it in cask it's mm -hmm. not always advisable i mean but we've done ipas cask actually lets you do really fun things because there's a lot of historical recipes that are great on cask and if you think about it, the technology that's that we know today for um, kegs and refrigeration has not been around that long. So cask ale was the only thing going. So we've done we've done some really fun things and made like some historical IPAs like from 1918 and yeah, other things cool. like that. So that's cool. Yeah. That's really good. My slogan for this beer is, "It's better for you." <laughs> a variation of beginner slogan. Definitely it tastes like it's, it's good, it's good for you. Good, it tastes like it's good for you. That's really good. Which one? This is the cut and dry? Or, yeah. 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 Nice. Oh, cool. yeah the, the other one is, is not dissimilar, but it's more robust, the oatmeal stout. Mm -hmm. So this is a little bit smoother. You usually get real full with oatmeal stouts for some reason. I just feel like I ate a full meal. Mm -hmm. So... So you moved into all these different other kinds of beers and mm -hmm. process of making beers. What would you think the future, like are you looking oh. to, to do something next? Are you, are you expanding on what you're doing now? Before or? that, before that though, you guys, how long is the, we're in the tap room right now. Yes. How long has the tap room been open? The same as the brewery. So everything okay. opened in June of 2014. Okay. okay. So two, a year and two and a half years. Cool. Okay, cool. cool. Oh, okay. I'm amazed we survived this. this I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. 
with these flavors. It's a struggle. No, it's uh, you know, it's not in path to instant millionaire. No. It's a struggle, mm-hmm. just like any other business. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we do we, is the same thing. Like we we, we, we got to start way yeah. bottom. You know, yeah. like me and him both work in film production. Mm-hmm. So it's like we do this because we want to. We like this, you mm-hmm. know. We like this stuff, and we like the culture of it, and it's fun for us. Mm-hmm. So we decided when we had some time. That's why it took us so long to get over here. Uh, we, I don't know. I don't think we talked about it, but mm-hmm. we tried. We, me and Drew, tried to block out some time to contact you to try to get over here. Yeah. We we're like, oh man, this isn't gonna work. Cause he was traveling, and we were back here, back and forth. Yeah. And it's just like um, our our. Our thing was trying to get do something that we wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's cool to see other people that do something they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though sure. it's going to be hard. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because those are the best things when mm-hmm. you succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So hard John's, things are hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. What's the future? To answer your question about the future, um, we are not really in a position to reveal that because we have some big plans. Oh. They're, they're a secret. I like that. <laughs> we, we can't let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Well, secrets. <laughs> were you thinking about you thinking about beers with the actual beer or yeah, just any anything that you you got you know what's what's on what's on not, the docket? Not, yeah, yeah, if you don't want to talk about it, a don't un- unveil anything. It might that you not come crazy. true. It might not come true, well, but uh, yeah. Well, one thing that we've constantly talked about is opening another location, so probably a satellite um, okay. tasting room. Um, so that's. Potentially in the works. We are, we are in talks with someone right now. If that doesn't work out, that'll still be our plan, and we'll continue to look for a location. Cool. Um, cool. We're going to stay in Van Nuys, and across the street from Budweiser, we're going <laughs> to yeah? put, put in a, a big plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the size of Miller. <laughs> nice. Or uh, Lagunitas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. One day, oh, the Lagunitas guy had a job at a printing company in Van Nuys. Did you? What? Isn't that amazing? Oh, the guy I didn't know that. Lagunitas. Oh, that's cool. Incredible. So it can be done. You know, everyone starts. Well, not everyone, but you know, there's a lot of great stories of people starting really small. Yeah, so it's yeah, encouraging. That's cool. So, well, one thing that we talk about when we first started the podcast, we had to like basically introduce ourselves and tell what yeah, we do. Yeah. And you know, we told you we we work in the film industry. So we usually talk about like our day to day, like because it's always different. And I'm sure like running a brewery, there's always something that you either didn't think of or something's happening. Like Alistair, what is your day to day in the brewery? Um, Well, I alternate between doing uh, sort of engineering upgrades. Mm -hmm. Um, My most recent one was uh, trench drain behind. If you look behind this, you'll see that black thing Mm -hmm. that catches all the water. It goes wall to wall, and it was it was a little bit involved. Okay. We were flooding out the tasting room on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, building slopes, and the, the river went all the way through to the elephant door. All right. Yeah. If they, you know, if they forgot to turn something off or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so between that and just and posting about uh, what activities are happening in the evening, and you know, organizing the food truck schedule and oh, nice. taking phone calls about we want to have a party and. You know, in a certain time, how many people can we mm-hmm. can we bring a birthday cake? Yeah. <laughs> what food truck do you have that night? Yeah. And stuff like that. I was very evil, and I put Alistair's phone number on our website, so he oh, gets no. all the calls. <laughs> when are you open? Oh, amazing! Um, so you guys, the uh, tap room's open five to ten, right? 
weekdays. Yeah. yeah. All right. So everyone the, should come by. What's funny about you mentioned the food trucks is uh, my girlfriend follows uh, like food stuff on LA like all the time, and she mm -hmm. gets a bunch of food messages or whatever. And she saw this one amazing food truck that always posts outside of McLeod Oh. Uh, I can't remember. It was some kind of barbecue truck, I think. I'm not quite sure which one it was. Burnt but to a crisp. Probably, yeah. And uh, really just love to say that there. Free advertising. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Crisp, Texas. I think so. Yeah, Texas. I think that was it. Uh, so she, w when you guys first contacted, or we first contacted you guys and hooked up for the first episode that we did with you guys, uh, she was like, wait, I know that brewery because of the food yeah. truck. Because <laughs> they, they always like say, outside of McLeod, you know. Like, well, that's what we hope for because, um, you know, there needs to be a good symbiotic relationship between us and the food trucks. I feel guilty sometimes if we're not all that busy and there's a food truck out there, but then the other part of me says, well, you know, they can do their part to true, publicize true, true, where they are and true. bring customers. Right. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. It's not just about us delivering customers to them. 100%. They can bring customers in through our door. So. Yeah. Um, oh, I wanted to get back to another plan I have, but I don't know if we should discuss this in public. <laughs> but should I just go for it? Well, I would need to know what it was. Oh, well, you can't. You're about to find out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> one thing that keeps coming to my mind, um, I love what we're doing and I'm very solid on our British, um, the beers that we're doing, we're doing something different. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of the quality of our beers. Yeah. But every so often I do get a little jealousy twinge when I see everybody selling the crap out of their whatever beers with whatever in them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I do have this uh, idea maybe this year or next year to create sort of a sub-brand, you know, a brewery within a brewery similar to what they have going on with Lost Abbey and um, Port Brewing. Okay, that's a good uh, idea. Except kind of the opposite because the Lost Abbey was, Port Brewing was the broad approach and then Lost Abbey came in with the Belgian styles. So I would do the opposite. We already have the British and then bring in kind of a niche brewery of mm -hmm. like just fun beers, one ofs, um, whatever we want, whatever Josiah feels like brewing. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. And, and another thing we're, we're very interested in doing is uh, if we get uh, another facility, uh, yeah. a duplicate license, um, <clears throat> any kind of building with space, we would love to do more bourbon barrel aging or, oh, cool. or, yeah, yeah. or any kind of barrel aging, yeah. cask, wood casks, mm -hmm. and because um, they need space. Yeah. Okay. And that's uh, an excellent segue. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. What is, what is, what do we got here? Now this is a beer we came out with a while ago oh, called shit. The Clumsy Lover. And then we stuck some in some Four Roses bourbon barrels. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I can smell it. Ooh. Yeah, and it, it got a little stronger because it evaporates in mm. there. It's just so it's so Fragrant. interesting because you can smell. You can yeah. definitely smell it. That's yeah. nice, though. Yeah. yeah. Good work, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I like it's bringing that amazing. beer out because we, don't, we are capable of, of doing those other beers when we put our mind to it. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. But we're very we're cheapskates. Like we just we're on a budget, so we have to wait until kind people donate barrels to us, and then oh, we okay. stick beer in there. So we're <laughs> just sure. hey, so far. This is cool. You gotta go with the hookups. Yeah. So we have another beer in those same barrels that's gonna come out in the next week or two, which was nice. the um, another beer we did a strong uh, imperial oatmeal stout called Keep Your Thunder in a Jar, <laughs> and uh, that one's aging in the same barrels plus one new barrel of 
um, Buffalo Trace. Oh, wow. Okay. So we'll actually blend those because the Four Roses barrels have had three or four turns by now. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, cool. Do you guys, um, how often do you turn out like different, different kinds of beers? Like, oh, we can't every... keep track of that. Really? That's, is, I, it, is it every like, weekly basis? Well, every time I go back there, I mean, literally, I own this place, but I have to go back there and look at the brew sheets and go, what the hell are they brewing now? And like, what? <laughs> a Viking beer? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, you'd think that we would sit down and plan and strategize, but it doesn't work that Just way. I think Joe is his own guy and he knows what he wants to brew. That's, that's so. cool, though. I mean, like, anytime, I mean, you can come here weekly and get something new that you didn't have. Yeah, yeah no. that's not how it used to be. Our other, our original brewer was very much more about um, stability and knowing the plan, and so he had. Uh, you know, four basic beers, and then we rotated a few, a, two or three other beers. Right. Um, Joe works in a completely different way. He's completely comfortable just brewing up a whole big batch of something brand new that he's never tested before. He has confidence in his skills, and he's proven that you know he hasn't he hasn't done a bad one a clunker yet, as they say. <laughs> so, um, and it is it, it adds so much excitement to the tasting room. People really. At first, I was worried, like, oh, what are people gonna when they come in and they're that beer that they're used to isn't on tap and maybe mm. i was feeling a little worried about it too but um it's way more fun just to have new stuff on all the time cool so you mentioned joe that's your that's your brewer that's yes the, josiah blomquist he nice. he's the one that that goes the whole process of making it mm -hmm. you know whatever you guys come up with or whatever he comes up with comes out i defer to him i do not get involved i really feel like all of my employees are artists in a way my taproom manager my brewer it's all artistry as far as i'm concerned and i do not like to tell artists what to do i mean they are here yeah. because they're artists and they who wants that. to be meddled yeah, yeah. with you know That's nobody cool. so i think that they thrive more when they can do what they want i mean you know, obviously everyone knows the game plan here. They they know what, what it is that we're doing. They're not he's not gonna come in and make a Belgian or a sour mm -hmm. without discussing yeah, it. Yeah. I mean that would be very far off the rails for us. Okay. Um, but he sticks mostly in the plan. <laughs> I, I, I I like that. I'm curious to know really cool. is the like so the process of when he makes it do you guys taste it to approve it, or do you? No. Oh, he comes. Like well, he comes running to us to to, to let us <laughs> try this. Yeah. And we, we taste it. It's not for approval. But it's all done by then. It's not that we. It's too late for us. It's to make like it. this is this is this, yeah. this is the product. Like, gonna be the thing. I love that ritual. It's, a, it's sort of like his way of saying, "Look, I know I'm just doing my own thing over here, but I know you guys are the owners." And he has kind of like this ritual of like presenting us with the first taste of yeah. beer off the that's kegs. That's super cool. And it's, no, yeah, that's it's really awesome. Nice. Yeah. I, I mean, do you guys know of any other breweries that even do that? Like, let their, their brewer just do what they want? Well, and then... they would, it would be sort of like your, your Victor Novaks, your, your highly decorated <laughs> master brewers. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, they're I mean, meddled, heavily meddled. That's a lot really of the cool. really small ones have more freedom because yeah. a lot of the really small ones, the owners are the brewers, and okay. so they are brewing yeah, whatever yeah. they want. Um, but you know, it's, I mean, you, it's not a great way to make money because obviously you make money by making big batches of the same beer yeah, yeah. over and over again, so that you have can save money on labels and packaging mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So, um, on the other hand, tasting room dollars are much higher than. 
um, mm. distribution dollars. So if okay. we can do beers for the tasting room, that get everyone excited. Okay. Um, Very cool. You know, yeah. we we make money that way. So cool. Yeah. Do you um do you guys think about maybe canning or bottling? Yeah, every, every day, yeah. every minute how, of every day. Is that how? What's that kind of process? Just thinking about that. We were bottling, and then we switched brewers, and then we started making more beers and we got really popular and we didn't and we didn't have the equipment that you see back there and we couldn't make that much beer and we almost ran out of beer one week Dang. and I was sweating bullets I was thinking of doing I was running out going to a very dark place getting to an embarrassingly no, no low number literally of having to close out altogether yeah I oh. was actually don't listen ABC officers but I was actually wondering <laughs> Could I buy other beer and serve That's that <laughs> somehow and just like get away with it for yeah. a day or two until we get our supply back up? Oh, wow. I didn't know what to do. So, uh, but we 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 got through that. But, um, but so we so we kind of pulled back on the bottling and just okay. uh, had to kind of conserve and sell everything through here. Yeah. And then um, we also were bottle conditioning before, which is the same process as making the real ale, where mm -hmm. it um, carbonates naturally. Mm -hmm. It's risky to do that because you can, mm -hmm. um, your beer could, you know, your bottles can explode, which did okay. have one, we did have one bottle that did that. So oh, wow. we thought maybe we not do that anymore. So we are switching over to a conventional method of bottling. And so um, we have oh. some equipment that's coming in like two weeks. So we're, oh, about nice. to, we're about to get that going. In fact, right when you guys came in, I was checking um, an email I got from my designer. We've been working hard to do a really cool label design. We nice. had a really cool bottle before, yeah. but it was a little bit difficult because it had the beautiful logo printed right on the bottle, really big, and then this little strip label. Oh, nice. So you kind of had to line them up by hand, okay. which is not going to fly for long. So yeah. we've been working hard to have an equally impactful label. Mm but one where it doesn't matter where the label lines up. So mm -hmm. it's, been a, it's been a challenge, but I'm excited. So it's label 2.0. Nice. So yeah. I'm excited. Nice, that's cool. So that's probably the next year type of thing? January. Nice, yeah. nice, yeah. okay, cool. Do you think that we'll be able to get it somewhere in Pasadena? Yeah, buddy. Yeah? Oh. Okay, cool, cool. Okay. Nice. So, I mean, we'd, we'd, like to have, we'd like to have some of this, and uh, well, maybe, maybe not this, but any of this. Yeah. yeah, we were in we were in Whole Foods last time. It's, it's okay. not, not necessarily going to be the same. As in, we have a new distributor, so we're going to be bottling that that bur the one that's bourbon barrel aging right now. We're going to be bottling that, and then mm -hmm. we're going to be bottling some nice sessionable sessionable beers. We're going to be doing um, the Hog in the Bantam Pen, okay. and then a pale ale that we don't have on right now called Better Days, okay. and then the Brown. The Bracken okay. and Lost in London, but not Nitro. It's going to be CO2 version. Cool, cool. So only out. How do you guys feel about cans, though? Do you, do you guys only bottles, or do you like cans? Or uh, bottles and cans. I mean, we're we we all like the idea of cans. Uh, the distributor tells me that even though yeah they're fun and a lot of breweries are embracing them, can sales are still a fraction of bottle sales. Yeah. So for and. And you can't sell a can for as much as you can sell a bottle for. I mean, if you mm -hmm. had ounce for ounce, yeah. you could get more for a bottle right. we than like a can for a can. Yeah. So for us, economically, right now we just have to do the bottles. But I'm totally open to doing canning in the future. We, uh, our brewer has a good buddy who's just getting into mobile canning. 
so likely oh, okay. we'll be able to that's cool. work oh, with cool. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. That's very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you want to get into? What? We do have a little IPA here. It's oh. not our normal IPA. Okay. We make very malty IPAs. Yeah? Nothing too hoppy. We normally have an IPA called Deal with the Devil. So this, this is sort of an interim, tide you over kind of IPA. This was a candle. I'd have it all day in the house. Like a legit smell this one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's very good. Um, so we didn't talk about this. Uh, do you want to talk about the name? Yes. Yeah, Just, McLeod. Yeah. yeah. Where's, where's the name from? It's pronounced McLeod. Mm-hmm. Not McLeod. McLeod. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, in the, you know, like a thousand years ago, uh, a Viking warrior called Olaf the Black okay. uh, sailed his longship to Scotland. Okay. They basically took over a lot of Scotland. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, All right. And uh, he had two sons. One one was uh, Loud or Laud, and uh, and the other one was Tormod. And they both grabbed one of the Scottish went up in the West Highlands, a lot of islands, and they both had a huge island and you know basically settled and inter- interbred with the Scots. And um, the MacLeod came about the son of son of Lord, mm. one of the two sons of the original All right. settler, and my grandfather is descended from that. His name oh, is Ro- Roland MacLeod. Oh, he was okay. raised on the island of Skye. Yes, yeah, so this that's, is your your family's your family's name. Yeah, um, he had dope. he had two daughters, one one being my mother. So the name was destined to that that line was going to discontinue. So. Right. In a small way, we've kept it going. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Dope, man. A big way, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you That's know that... Viking beer. So we just made a Viking beer, and we're calling it Son of Laud. Yeah. Ooh. We're not sure how we should tell people to pronounce it. Should it be Son of Laud or Son of Loud? Uh, I... Hard to say. I mean... Uh, just I'll, not Son of Leon. Let me... Let me, <laughs> let me talk yeah, to... Definitely. Clan Society McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have that. It's a, yeah? a Facebook page. Yeah, every clan oh, has a society. Okay. okay, okay. So obviously, I don't know if we made this clear. We probably did, but Mac means son of. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes, you know, makes yeah. a lot of sense now. See, what's funny is we oh, second-guessed ourselves when we were doing the intro, and we were like, we had everything prepared. We are going to say everything about McLeod or whatever. This, but is, the, this is the first time. The, the very first time. And then we were like, oh, are you going to... Are you gonna, how are you gonna pronounce this? <laughs> and we were like, wait, oh God. And, you know, because if we would have just read it, we probably would have figured it out. But uh, my my girlfriend at the time, uh, my girlfriend was there with us, and she said, um, she said, where's it from? And I said, I think the name is Scottish. And she knew right away. She's like, oh, because she she uh, she knows accents. She's, she's in theater that. and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, she's yeah. like learned a bunch of stuff. But and so we we didn't believe her, so we looked it up, <laughs> and we had to like find videos. <laughs> Of somebody, <laughs> pronouncing, of the somebody name. pronouncing your name, and so we found some video like a, that came, you know, it was somebody like an opening hear. or something. I don't you, know, like somebody a, was doing some kind of I don't know oh, of a, our brewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody was it. here, like, oh, yeah. and we're That's like, not necessarily uh, a good reference because a lot of people <laughs> call it McLeod. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, but it, when he, when, you know, affirmed what she said, we were like, oh, okay, yeah. that's, that's definitely it. Yeah. yeah it so was, we were glad we got it right the first time. I, I but felt so dumb because I didn't ask you when mm-hmm. I was here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, a little bit, one of the fun facts about Alistair is that um, in the, okay, I confess that I haven't watched the movie, but in the movie Highlander, 
starring the character Connor McLeod, correct? Yes. Alistair was actually an extra in the original oh. Highlander movie. Oh, yeah. oh dang. On horseback. On horseback? Oh. Wielding a big, uh, a big sword. Oh, oh nice. Really? So you was looking baller. Yeah. <laughs> Just straight up. <laughs> you like, in like war gear? Like what was yeah, the, the, what yeah, the outfit? Yeah, all the, the, all the costumes came from... They, were, they came from France. There was a lot of leather and wool and kind of, you know, old school so rustic. Lots rad of, Lots of replica, you know, arm, and arms. Oh, yeah? And the ponytail? Yeah. They put a wig on me. They, I oh. had short hair at the time. Oh, you did? They oh. wanted long hair. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm finding this. Yeah. Was that? Was that? If you can find the frame, we'll give you a growler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll find it. Oh, that's awesome. Is that, I'm on a, a gray Highland pony. Most of the time. How far through the movie? Okay. Like a quarter, a half, three quarters? Quarter, way, quarter of the way in. Okay. It's okay. when they go they go early, back to, you know, 15, 14, 65, and yeah. the village of Glenfinnan. Okay. And are you in a kill of the The battle pants? between the, the Frasers and the Clouds. Were you, uh, were you, did you enjoy the experience? Or was it cool? Oh, yeah, or it was was it like, yeah, it's fantastic, yeah. Alistair's yeah. parents raised um, Appaloosas. That's, they oh, ran yeah. a horse riding facility in Appaloosas, and mm-hmm. uh, they ran a farm with livestock. That's cool. Yeah, and my godmother as well had horses, so the two mm-hmm. of them brought horses. And one of the interesting things was that the, um, the, the director of the movie felt like the, the extras, a lot of them were Hell's Angels from Glasgow, right. who all rode their motorcycles up there. They had the look going on yeah, the yeah. beards and the yeah yeah, yeah. long hair and everything so um but they felt like somehow that the weather was kind of miserable it was raining and stuff which was good i mean and they made a lot of that artificial mist and stuff yeah, yeah. but um the the all the soldiers were not animated enough they were uh, they were just a bit sort of complacent and lackadaisical you know. <laughs> no, there was no passion. There was no, I think that's, that's awesome. That's still relevant today with extras. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they just like but kind of mindlessly just, do what they're well, told to do, and yeah. they don't really. Well, I mean, yeah. But here's what they did: the the solution was to go down to the the local liquor store, yeah. and they bought a whole bunch of Scotch whiskey, <laughs> and they 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 came around pouring drams for everybody on the back. <laughs> And then ultimately, a couple of people ended up getting cut. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was bleeding and stuff. No, not uh, cut from the scene. Actually, literally cut. Literally cut. Yeah, there were accidents. Yeah. <laughs> because they, you know, they were a little bit jacked up. And then also, you know, like the, the all these sort of slightly lawless Hell's Angels guys loved the idea of like, being able to somehow rip off these swords and stuff. <laughs> So when you we wandered back across the Heather Moors, yeah. there was like swords shoved under <laughs> bits of you know stash to be picked up later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and in the the village, the town of uh, Port William, which was nearby, uh, in the evenings during the filming, they'd be going down the the high street on their motorcycles with with the swords. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So yeah, they got away with it. They took oh, the swords. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Oh man. Now, in the United States, that would probably cause some attention and, oh, yeah. and, and maybe some police action. <laughs> but in Scotland, that's like, people that's just rad. Like, yeah, that's whatever. Rad. That's no. actually a like, good segue. <laughs> I was going to ask um, if you weren't brewing, mm-hmm. and this is a question for us too, yeah. if we weren't doing film, what would we be doing? So, what would you guys be doing had you not started this? Would you, would you be getting into something else, or what um, do you think? 
Well, I before I started the brewery, I um, I knew I had to do something because I had a, I gotten a divorce and I needed to earn my own money. So I had a list. Like go back to what I was doing before, which was working in print production at an ad agency, which has changed drastically in the last, since I've been gone raising sure. kids. Uh, my other ideas were a cupcake shop, dog walking service. <laughs> uh, just like I just asked myself, like what. What would I like doing? Art gallery was on there. Yeah. All the things that I could see myself doing or had some kind of interest in. And mm. uh, that was if I was going to do it by myself. So I knew I could, I finally realized mm. I could get Alistair to help me. And then mm. we could do something really fun. Yeah. Um, but I'd probably be doing one of those. But if I had was a millionaire, honestly, and I could just do whatever I wanted, I'd just teach bagpipes and play bagpipes. Uh, cool. That would be my thing. That's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Oscar? Um, I would have continued with in my profession as a landscape contractor. Nice, okay. Nice, nice. Okay. I also, yeah, maybe sort of um, blending into <coughs> actual house construction. Oh, okay. Uh, fixer uppers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah. fixer uppers. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I like fixer upper. I like building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Pro Property Brothers is my uh, jam, and, yeah. they, and they were bagpipers. You watching the New Orleans? Oh, one? really? Uh, the, the a little bit. Brothers in New Orleans yeah. or Brothers? Yeah, I ha I've been a little busy. Keep seeing it on, yeah. on, on the commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not too into them. I have a friend that's like yeah. really into them. Way into them. That's how I'm gonna those survive the next those four shows, years. Those shows <laughs> get so HGTV. addictive. I know, dude. Yeah. I the other day I came home and um, <clears throat> my wife was watching a uh, home reno show, and the commercial started, and I see the fast forward start. And I'm like, did you start recording this show? Like this is this is on our our like DVR now. <laughs> She's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> Keep watching it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't my know. DVR has Top Chef. Okay. Tosh Point Okay. Seinfeld, but we gotta get around to the Seinfeld. That seems like a very odd thing for you to like. <laughs> Tosh Point It's so no, it's perfect. When we get home, we get home at like midnight or one. Yeah. And see how long we can stay awake with Tosh Point oh. But when, okay. some, when somebody's, good, get, when somebody's getting hurt, when somebody's getting hurt, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I still the way can't I... see, watch people arm wrestling after there was one particular oh. episode and... and someone snapped. Uh, oh. See, we, we are avid skateboarders. We've been skateboarding since we were kids and like there's always like bail compilations of like people bailing on skateboards and it's so hard so to brutal. watch. Yeah. So it's just hard. like you, yeah. the thing is, is like with that, you can like see when it's about to happen, yeah. like knowing how you would go about that same thing. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, oh, he he fucked up. I actually have a bagpipe buddy who used to, well, acquaintance who used to be big into skateboards, and there's yeah. a video of him jumping from a very high top uh, of a staircase, landing, and his leg just. Oh no! Man. Oh, yeah. see, that's the worst. Oh. We're getting too old for that. We can't jump down stuff anymore. No, yeah. no, it's like we yeah. stay close to the ground now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> a little older, a little heavier. Yeah, can't, you can't really, can't really get, get, get that. Uh, get that going on. Yeah. What is this? I've been curious about this one. Okay, for, that's an amber. 
Okay. No, no. Ambrail. I didn't pour that one. Oh, didn't you? Oh, it's a mystery? It's right after Possibly? the It was right after the hog. Was that the cutting bracket? I thought it would have been number 12, Caladoon, no? No, I didn't pour any Caladoon. That doesn't make any sense. Alright, well, we'll see. Taste it and tell me what you think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm gonna... You tell us what it is. Mm. Mm. Oh, where did you get that from? Here? Yeah, oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's um, the drunken landlady. Oh yeah, it's a rye ale. Drunken Our first rye ale. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what I love is that you know, I mean, bagpipes are very geeky and quirky, <laughs> yeah. right? But we're, we're still trying to get her drunk. The brewers, have, you know, I don't know if they're just humoring me or making fun of me or whatever, but they do. It's at a point where they look up the names now. Right. They will find. I mean, I have a long list of potential beer names that I have culled from tunes, um, yeah, yeah. lists and whatever, but they'll come up with ones that I've never heard of. So they obviously have found all the, all the sites where you can find bagpipe <laughs> names and they'll, this I feel one? like, I feel like at this point they're in it. So like the fact Very that they're deep. already like looking up stuff yeah. for you guys, they're yeah. definitely they found on some the good train. Names. They've, they've found a lot of those. And yeah. at first they, uh, Josiah gave me a hard time about how long the names were. And then he, as a joke, named it that beer a hog in the Bantam pen, and then it got really popular, so then he yeah. got stuck with it. And now <laughs> he only gives me the long ones, and they usually start with the word the. It's kind of a yeah. prerequisite. It has to start with a the. Okay. Um, See, I like that. I like that you guys have a theme, yeah, yeah. and you stick to it, and the fact that your brewers are already hopping on board with that, that's, that's cool. Like, that's I think it's really an cool. awesome way to to promote your beer, especially yeah. like if people want to get into it. Especially like us, like we like to know about the beer that we're drinking. Yeah. And we've we've slowly moved to craft breweries and stuff because it's just more interesting. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes the tastes get dull in the, in the bigger factories, mm -hmm. like, you know, so we like the, the, the more interesting, more heartfelt, like, mm -hmm. and you, like you said, artists yeah. making the yeah. making the brews. We love yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And you can't, you know, it's, not all breweries do the theme thing, but, you know, there are a lot of hobbies that come out like ballast point obviously is all about fishing and mm -hmm. there's a beer a brewery that does kayaking and you know those different right. hobbies or yeah. interests come out in the beer names and in the decor and all that stuff so mm -hmm. it's cool it's fun. Yeah. i like it what's this there's they can't see it on here but mm -hmm. who's this dog and he kind of stands out on this so the dog is kind of a sad story um oh, <laughs> oh. of course of course I'm, I'm way to go pat jeez <laughs> First tears on pocket. No, no, I think I cried. It's not, that, it's not sad like that. It's sad for me. It won't be sad for anyone else. So, um, so when we started this business, like I did not have enough money to start okay. it. I thought I did, but I didn't. So it became one of those, you know, my life has been sort of a downward economic spiral for, okay. for quite a while. I haven't quite reached the bottom yet. Hopefully I'm getting there. Okay. I did sort of a Steve Jobs kamikaze job to oh. raise money. I, I sold my Apple shares. That was sad. And oh. then I cleaned out my retirement account. I sold my house. I did everything. Okay. I, I sold stuff. So um, in my old life with money in a nice house, I had the good fortune of getting a little bit of a local artist art collection going. Like I would always go to the brewery art walk or if I had friends who were artists, you know, I, I had kind of a nice collection. Cool, cool. And one day I was feeling very low and I was desperate and I just thought, well, I'm just going to have to sell all my art. I'm just going to have to do it. So I brought it all here. The walls were white at the time. Yeah. I brought my whole collection and we hung it up. Um, 
around all the walls and I fully intended to put price tags on everything and sell it, but I never did have the guts, sorry about the jiggle, but I never had the nerve. I just couldn't bring myself to put prices on everything. Okay. So that all got taken down and uh, that was one of the pieces and it just remained here because we used to have a logo there. Mm -hmm. wasn't quite happy with it and okay. uh the dog just was so he just kind of fit in no, i dig it i dig it so um and then and then we had a customer come with a dog who looked exactly like that no. with an underbite i mean it could have been <laughs> a portrait of that dog it was cool but That's he's sad. kind of an unknown dog but my friend does dog portraits and other things cool. she does cool. a lot of cool. great art but she's very good at okay. dogs yeah, yeah. yeah he's a cutie yeah he is yeah yeah so check out that portrait if you come to the tap room. All right, so let's let's go ahead and I guess wrap it up. You guys, are, they've been quiet for us back back there. Yeah, we so, appreciate um, that. They promised not to run the mill until we were done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we like to end every episode with the segment called the little things, mm -hmm. where we kind of just say something that we're we're like uh, a little thing that we are appreciative of. Mm -hmm. um, it could be like just that week, that day, or just lifetime. Um, so I don't know. Uh, you, you you said you had one before we started. I have one. I've kind of monopolized, but this will give Alistair time to think about one. Okay. Uh, my little thing is that I really appreciate really good butter on a really nice piece of bread. Oh, oh my God, that's a good little that's thing. A, that's a good one. Like the European oh. butter that has extra fat in it, unsalted. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I have a particular brand, but there's several out there, but there's this one brand. I mean, I don't, yeah. even if it costs four bucks, <laughs> like you want to say four bucks for butter, but it's one of life's it's, amazing oh, pleasures man. and it only costs four bucks. So you can't beat that. Man. Yeah. That's a good That's one. A good one. It got me thinking about foods. You got one or you, 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 uh, you want me to? No, I, I can't beat that. Okay. Um, what do you think? My my little thing this time would be, uh, and it's relevant to you guys, is going to a new place and being treated, you know, like a local, like treating, you know, like when you go into a, a bar and you don't you don't know like the people there or whatever, but they're everybody's cool with you. Yeah, and yeah. So I always like that. Like I always like feeling. That's why I don't like going to more like commercial. Like if it's like a really popular bar. Like, especially if you travel, like I went to Europe and I went all over the place and instead of like going and doing the touristy things, I wanted to go where the locals went, mm -hmm. you know, because that's where you really learn the culture. Mm -hmm. So getting, getting to know the people and like, under, you know, yeah. I know it seems like a big, th I guess it's a big, more of a big thing, but I know just getting treated like a <laughs> human being is, is, uh, <laughs> is fun for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. You think you got one, Alistair? Um... Well, a pleasure moment that I experienced in Glasgow, Glasgow, Scotland, as they say in America. Because um, I'm sure there's a lot of Glasgows in America, here and there, villages called Glasgow. Um, there was a, there's a pub called The, the Park, and um, one of the, the, bar, the barmaids, or her mother or her sister or whatever, uh, made this tablet. Which yeah. is sort of a very sugary version of um, fudge. Fudge. Okay. Um, and uh, it was for sale in little bags for a pound each. And that combined with any good 
<laughs> single malt Scotch whiskey Ooh. is a great, great Dude. thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> what you got, Pat? All right. Um, so I recently had a birthday earlier this month, and I think my little thing is when you invite somebody to come over and you they actually show up. Like, I think yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're like, I'm expecting this person, and they actually come. Yeah. That's, I think that's my little thing. People that, <laughs> people that are going to come to a thing, you invite them to. That, yeah. Because you almost like... There's so, a whole therapy session right there. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you always like... It's always that, that person that doesn't respond. Oh, yeah. You don't know. Or they do show up, and they didn't say anything. Right, right. And like, you were like, oh, I didn't account for you. You don't get a slice of cake. Oh, I, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, like, sorry. It's like, I only made six hot dogs, and you came without <laughs> yeah, telling yeah. me, so... <laughs> only got six months, bro. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, bro. Do it. Um, yeah, I think that's my little thing <laughs> for this one. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate you having us. Yeah, uh, thanks for sharing really your story. That's it's it's awesome that you guys are, are running and doing something a little different than everybody else. That's it's really it's cool, and we cool. really appreciate what you do. Mm, um, let us come here. This is yeah rad. Your tap room is rad. Thank this you. is awesome. Like it's the coolest background we've ever had on a show. Yeah, we'll so. give you a little a little mini tour when we're done. Oh, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, speaking of, do you offer that to people? Do if somebody wants to come see it, do you guys? Usually, when yeah. someone's looking wistfully or standing near the gate and just kind of peering like, over, yeah. we usually just catch them and go, yeah. "Come on, hey, come on!" <laughs> yeah, everything's normal. Nice, cool. nice, nice. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, yeah, everyone, uh, come see McLeod and Van Nuys. Sure. What's the address? 14741 Calvert Street. Calvert Street. So come by uh, 5 to 10. The tap room's open Monday to Friday. Uh huh. And then weekends, noon to 10. Okay. Um, yeah, come check that out. Where can um, we find you guys on social media? You got yeah, an Instagram? Yeah. Uh, All that stuff. Uh, it's at McLeod Ale. M A C L M A C L E O D. Ale. On t- on Twitter, but the, our Twitter is kind of lame. It's just a feed from Facebook. Ours is lame. Hey. Um, that's a, that's okay. Our Instagram is good though, <laughs> nice. especially on Mondays because we have four dollar pint night, and oh, we used nice. to offer all the beers, but that was killing us financially. So cool. <laughs> we just thought, decided we would just offer two beers, and so our very creative staff on that day, bartenders, they make a little film. A little movie oh, nice. Nice. explaining which beers are the beers of the day and they are so they started off pretty tame with a script and whatnot but now they are just completely crazy nice so mm-hmm. if you go through our instagram feed nice. you'll find some wacky yeah, videos yeah. sometimes they even forget to mention what the beers are you should check those out they're pretty funny yeah, and awesome. uh, of course we're on facebook and mm-hmm. we have a website Cool. cool. Yeah, and if uh, you can't find them there, you can find we follow all their stuff. So go we'll, we'll check probably out our post links yeah. to our, our videos or the iTunes. Yeah, of course. Stuff, we'll. so. Yeah, McLeod mm. McLeod is is a rare name. So if you Google McLeod and forget uh, and remember to make it M A C, not M C, mm-hmm. then it will come up. Okay. okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. So um, you can find Drew. At D R E W P A S L A Y. And me at P A T underscore A R T U S. And us on everything, basically, quick sixer podcast, gmail.com. If you want to write in a topic or anything like that, quick sixer cast on Twitter and on Instagram, all that stuff. 
right? But yeah, this was fun, guys. Yeah, really yeah. appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yep. All right, cool. Thanks.